Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. Hey, I want to have a conversation with you this morning. I like talking. I like having conversations. And in this conversation, I want to come to you from a a thought called kingdom authority. Everyone say kingdom authority. You can do a little bit better than that. Say kingdom authority. I want you to say I have authority. Authority and power are different. You can have a person with power and no authority. But if I had to choose, I would rather have authority. Right? I would rather take authority, man. And it's more of an influence. It's more of a persuasion. It's more of a, you know who's and whom you are sent from. Right? Power is just a, sometimes it's a misplacement. Like you can have false power. You can just like giving somebody a position. Now, you, if, at first you were the door clerk. Now you're on French fries. Now you don't touch the fries. I got the fries. Nobody touched them. Don't come near the fries. You know, it's a false sense of power. But I want to talk to you today about kingdom authority. If we can turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 40. I'll be talking from the message translation. Some preachers don't like it. I love it. It's very conversational. It talks back to you and it makes a whole lot of sense. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 40. When you get it, say, I got it. If you don't have it, say, wait on me. Oh, wow, we got it. Okay. Okay, verse 35, this is what he says. Late that day, he said to them, let's go across to the other side. They took him in the boat, and he, they took him in the boat as he was. Other boats came along. A huge storm came up. Waves poured into the boat, threatening to sink it. And Jesus was in the stern. Head on a pillow, sleeping. They roused him, saying, Teacher, is it nothing? You don't care about us that we're going down? They said, Awake now. He told the wind to pipe down. He said to the sea, Quiet, settle down. The wind ran out of breath. The sea became smooth as glass. Jesus reprimanded the disciples. Why are you such cowards? I didn't say that. That's in the book. I'm not saying that to you. Why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith at all? You get the backdrop. You get the picture here. They're on the boat. They're going across the sea. Here comes the storm. Everybody's panicking. Everybody's freaking out. Excuse my French. Excuse it, okay, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's appropriate, right? Everybody's scared, everybody's nervous, everybody's weirded out, and Jesus is in the bottom of the boat, sleep. A lot of time we try to parallel this to our lives, right? We have COVID-19 going on, people are in different walks of life, different levels of challenges, life is happening, family is going wrong, maybe job is unsecure, and maybe your relationships, or maybe they're insecure and you're unsecure about them, or maybe there are things going on in your health, and you feel like all this stuff is going crazy. Jesus, where are you? Where are you? Are you asleep? Does it feel like sometimes that he's got to be asleep? I don't know, maybe I'm by myself, but it feels like, wait a minute, where, you don't see this? You don't, you, you, you don't see what's happening? You, my boss is on my nerves, you don't see this? You don't see that I'm this close to touching my boss? 
don't see my husband acting a fool? Don't, don't, if you sit next to him, don't, you don't say amen too loud. You don't see my spouse, or you don't see my child, or you don't see the sickness in my body. You don't see what I'm going through. Check, check, one, two. Check, check, one, two. Amen. <laughs> you have to be asleep. And all these winds and all these things are hitting my boat. All these things and the disciples are going crazy. But can I tell you something? Don't allow fear to make you forget what you know. Amen. Let me say that again. Don't allow fear to make you forget what you know. Amen. Fear gripped them so much that they forgot who was in the boat with them. Y'all making me preach real early. Y'all ain't even talking back to me. Fear made them forget that Jesus was on their boat. How many times in life that we're going crazy, we're murmuring and complaining, but we forget that the great I am lives where? Greater is he that lives where? In me than he that lives in the world. He's on your boat, but sometimes life happens and we start to forget. I forget that he says, lo, I'll be with you even until the end. I'll never leave you. But it feels like you've been gone a long, long time. He says, disciples are going crazy. Jesus, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. He wakes up and he takes his position in the earth. And he uses his authority. And he speaks to what he has authority over. The same power that he has is the same power that rests on the inside of you. He speaks to the storm and he talks to the storm so reckless. He just, he just no respect for the storm. No, he just look at the storm and like, listen, you done woke me up. I'm on my, my, uh, my, my sleep mattress, my number mattress and my, my pillow, firm, right? Uh, he's deep in sleep, he wakes up. You ever wake up with an attitude like, what's, all, what's happening? What's going on here? And he looks at the wind. He says, shut up. Pipe down. He says to the sea, be quiet. Can you imagine as he's getting the sleep out of his eyes, he's like, wind, be quiet. Be, be, just have a seat. He says, settle down. And the Bible says the wind ran out of breath. Can I tell you something? Whatever you're walking through in this season, it's getting ready to run out of breath because the glory of God that he's put on the inside of you, you're getting ready to start speaking to some stuff and it has an expiration date on it. I'm talking good this morning and it's getting ready to time out. How is it getting ready to time out? Because you're getting ready to figure out who and whose you are. Shh, be quiet. The wind ran out of breath and the sea became smooth as glass. Right now, things are rough. What's happening makes you forget that you even know what God can do. But if I'm asking you this, I need to ask you to walk down the museum of your life this morning. Walk down the hall of your heart this morning and remember all the things that God has done for you. Remember you were in that situation the last time you were in it, you're like, this is about to kill me. But you made it. Remember last month when you were in that situation and you were in a dark time and you thought you were not going to make it out and you said, this is going to kill me. This is going to buckle me. But you, 
You made it. Remember, this time last year, you were in the darkest season and you always say, I don't know how God is going to do it, but some way, guess what? He did it. This is what happens when we start to take a walk down the museum of our faith and we realize all the things that we thought were going to kill us. <laughs> we made it on the other side. So this, what we're walking through now, is no different than what we walked through before. If he did it before. Come on. If online, if he did it before, if he made, if he healed your body before when you were sick, if you were down on your finances and he came through, if your spouse and your, your marriage was disarray, if your kids was far from God, if he did it before, let me help you remember, he will do it again. He will do it again. Glass. See it smooth. And Jesus, then after Jesus did all these miracles, he looked at people who were supposed to know his capability. He looked at people who claimed to know him and love him. And he said to them, why are you such cowards? But let me help you. You think this was just a message for then. This is a message for now. Please hear my heart on this as I pose this question to you. Why are we such cowards? Perfect love cast out fear. But if you're living in fear, that means you're not walking in perfect love. Why are we so scared? Here's the next question. Don't you have any faith? That's not me asking you this. I'm just a mouthpiece today. All the way in the back, all the way in the corner, he's saying, don't you have any faith? I want you to hear this. The renewed mind lives with an awareness that God wants to do something through you and not for you. Come on, Come on. Today we're talking kingdom authority. And when you operate in the kingdom, it is not always, Lord, what do you want to do for me? But the question is, what do you want to do through me? What does he want to do through you? But you cannot fully understand that because you always want something for you. Can you take a second and realize, maybe what I'm going through is not for <laughs> Maybe what I'm walking through right now is not for me. I know my child is just really not clicking. I know it seems like they're not getting the information. But I'm telling you this, that God is doing something through this moment for later. Amen. That's why it says, count it all joy. Isn't that a crazy scripture? Count it all joy when you go through bad times. How can I even do that? Be excited. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And have, have patience, have for perfect work that you may be entire, lacking nothing. You only, listen to this, and you might want to write this down. You only have authority over a storm that you can sleep in. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was real good. I typed that real hard this morning because I knew that that would be a point. A storm that you cannot sleep in is a storm you have no control over. 
I'm not saying physical sleep, but if your spirit is not resting in the fact that God has enough power to deliver you or that the fact that he delivered you before, he'll do it again and you're not trusting him, you cannot rest. If you have no authority, you can't sleep because now you're anxious. Then the Bible says be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Hear this. What you're looking for is in your mouth. How is this possible? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Whatever you see is because of something you said. Let me, take, let me say it again. Whatever you see is a result of something that you've said. If you're tired of what you've been seeing, change what you've been. Come on, talk back to me. If you're tired of what you've been seeing, change what you've been saying. Glory to God. I feel the anointing of God in here. Listen, here it is. King, define kingdom. It's a realm. It's a domain. Right? The moment that we accepted Jesus in our lives, we understood that now we are from another kingdom. We're from another realm, another domain. Authority is the power or right, listen to this, you're gonna shout on this one. The power or right to give orders, make decision, and enforce. Let me say this again. Kingdom is a realm or domain authority you're from a place where you now have the power and the right to give orders make decision and enforce so wherever you've been walking through in your life or whatever you've been allowing to walk over you you have forgotten that you're from another place where you have power to enforce an authority from another world Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost on me right now listen to what I'm saying God is saying I'm tired of my children being walked on he says we got to change our stinking thinking we have to get from low level and take up and go to another level I'm on another level y'all might not know that song but you want to go up another level because it's easy to get hurt and hit when you're looking eye to eye with what you're supposed to be above you're not supposed to be looking the devil eye to eye you're seated where? Heavenly places. Here's another one. Power given to a person to have control over a specific sphere. Listen to that. Power given to a person to have control over a sphere. How do we know this works? Remember the man that was continued to be taken to the gate? They kept taking him to the gate. His friends or whoever kept taking him to the gate. And every day they were like, hey, I need some money. I need money. I need money. I need money. I need this. I need that. And people kept giving them money. People kept giving them money. But you notice the money or the food never changed his economic status. It shows you right now that it came against the world system at that moment. That money does not fix everything. So he at the moment was begging for things that was not going to change his life. So they kept asking money. Give me money. Give me food. But notice every day with his money and all the food that he got, he had to be carried back to where he was. Until one day, some two people came and they said, silver and gold, I don't have. But such as I have, I give to you. Take up your bed and walk. 
What does this suggest? That money wasn't the key. Food wasn't the key. But they understood the authority that they walked in. And they used the power that was given to them to come and change a sphere. What am I saying? That people in this age need a word from another world. Amen. <laughs> You're not listening to me. They don't need another dollar. They don't need no more food. But that they need anointing of God coming out of your mouth to change that situation. After that day, guess who took up their bed and walked? He was walking through the town with, I got my bed. Uh, listen, how much more of a testimony is it to see a person that used to be laying on something now carrying it in their hand? I need you to hear what God is saying to the church. You have to enter a sphere or world in order to change it. Matthew 13, 33, you have to be yeast. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast going into dough. You cannot make dough without using yeast. Yeast is only this much. But the only way that it works is that it has to make contact. The only way that the kingdom of God will be spread is that it makes contact. A world you can't enter is a world you can't change. Church, it's time to just stop praying about God to do certain things and get up and start to go do the things that he's telling us to do. We're praying to the Lord of the harvest. God, send the souls in the church. Send the people in the church. What? At some point, you got to stop praying. And you got to go get them. We live in a world now where it's easy to just tell somebody about Jesus by sharing a video link. Or Instagram, a, a motivational 60 seconds. But what happened when you're telling somebody, hey, this is what God did for me. And guess what? He can do the same for you. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. That is the authority and the power. This is who this message is for. This message is for everyone. Specifically, everyone. People who are looking to take their lives to the next level. This message is for all of us. People who need to hear from God again. You've been in a season where you feel like, I just can't hear you. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know where you're going. I can't trace you. But this message is for you. This message is for desperate people. Desperate like, Lord, if I don't hear from you, if I don't have your presence, I have no clue what I'm going to do. I need you. Symptoms of a person that doesn't live in kingdom authority. This might be you. This might be me. The world, circumstances, it dictates your mood. What's happening to you is dictating how you live it. Somebody does something to you, your attitude, it shifts right away. Your job is, is not what? You got an attitude right away. Somebody says something to you, it changes your mood. Bills are awry and life is happening, it changes your mood. The merger didn't happen like you wanted it to work. The, the, the real estate deal didn't go the way you wanted it to go. Or the stock market is not doing what you wanted to do. Or the business deal isn't closing the way you wanted it to close. Or the house that you were supposed to get didn't close at the time it was supposed to close. And now you got an attitude. These are symptoms of a person that has not had and been renewed by the kingdom mind. You begin to live in your failure, in your failures. 
and you begin to live from what you've done, not what he's done. There's a difference. The moment you begin to make a mistake, hey, can I tell you something? We all fallible. We all make mistakes. We all fall. I'm talking to you online. You've been far away from God and you keep trying to get up and you keep making mistakes and you try to walk with the Lord and then you go out and do your own thing. Sometimes you may be drinking. Sometimes you may be smoking. Sometimes you may watch things you shouldn't watch. Sometimes you just get caught up. But can I tell you, God has a plan for your life. And I'm talking to people online that may be far away from God. I'm talking to people that may hear on the radio, you may be far away from God. But can I tell you, he's not far away from you. Maybe you're sitting in these seats and you think that, that, that piece of text that I just said was far away from you. Maybe you're watching things. Maybe we're watching things. Maybe we're into things that we shouldn't be. Or maybe we're doing things that we shouldn't do. Or maybe we've said things we shouldn't say. But can I tell you, God loves you no different. But his loving kindness causes us to repent. He's just waiting on people to forgive. I'm not mad at you. He's mad about you. He's not pointing his finger to you this way. He's pointing his finger to you this way. Saying, come unto me, all of them that are heavy and of heavy lading, and I will give you rest. Here it is. You forget that you control the temperature in your life. You know, it's cool when you have kids because I pray for the day that I had a kid that way I didn't have to really reach for too much anymore. Like, it doesn't matter how close or how far. That's why you have children, right? If the remote is like right next to you, it's like, hey, can you get the remote? And you're like, it's right next to you. But I just, I don't want to get it. You know, I like to tell you, I like to tell Taylor the truth. I just don't want to get it. You're right there. I need you to come next to me and get it for me. Just, it's, just, it's just so gratifying. But at the end of the day, it's like when you're in your house. How many people have a thermostat in their house? You don't? Other, others don't? How many people have a thermostat in your house? Raise your hand. Just right, hit, that, hit that hand button on Facebook, wherever you are. Okay, great. We all know that we don't have to raise a budget to bless people with thermostats. We, we're good. So if you're in your house and it's 85 degrees outside and you're sweating profusely in your house and you say, oh my gosh, I wish something would change. I wish it would get cool in here. I wish the temperature in my house would change. It's so hot, nobody's here to change it for me. You're taking your clothes off, whatever you decide, you're just hot. You're doing every other thing that you need to do to be cool. But the whole time, you've had the power to change the temperature in your house. The thermos, all you have to do is walk over there and change the temperature. So many times our where we are in our lives makes us forget what we already know how to do. I remember I'm six seven, right? And I don't know about Tallahassee, but a lot of black people don't swim. Um, <laughs> I, I picked up swimming later. Okay. So at the time, I was probably like 6'4", 6'5", I can remember. I was in a swimming pool. I was in about six feet. And if you're not really a swimmer, you just feel like every inch you get in the water, it feels like you're dying. Like the breath is like, oh, I can't get my breath. I can't get my breath. It's just a whole dramatic situation. So I'm getting in the water. And at the time, I had learned how to swim. I, you know, I learned enough not to die. So some, I don't know what happened. I think I was trying to get comfortable, right? And I was like, hey, hey, in the water, like, and I just, I slipped. 
And the next thing I know, I was like, <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, dude, you're 6'5". You know how to swim. Swim. But something would not let me, I was like, and I'm like, bro, you can swim. Snap out of it. And I don't know what, at what moment, I, I think it was like close to death moment. That I remember, I'm like, wait, just do it. Just kick, do, you know, do so. But the moral of the story is, I forgot what I knew. Trauma will make you forget what you know to do. That's right. That's why the Bible says, think on these things. That's right. Think on the, whatever things are pure, lovely, just, good report. You have to have these thoughts continually going through your mind. So whenever life does happen, because life will happen to you, right. you got to remember that God is a good God. Amen. God is a good, good God. And even you have to say it even when you don't fully believe it in the moment. Hold on, don't, don't get quiet on me. There are times in life where you just don't feel like he's being good. I'll stand by myself on that one. There are times, there, you stand with me. There are times in life, you say, how could you be good if? How could you be a God that allows this? But he's good. He is really, really, really good. Amen. Matthew chapter 3, verse 7 through 10. You can write this down. Get ready to close here in a second. Matthew chapter 3, verse 7 through 10. He's talking about the Pharisees. And I'm showing you the difference between kingdom people and people who look like they're kingdom people. There's a difference. Matthew 3, 7 through 10, he says, when John the Baptist, when John realized that a lot of the Pharisees and Sadducees were showing up for the baptismal experience, because it was becoming the popular thing to do, he exploded. You know what he called them? He said, brood of snakes. What do you think you're doing slithering down here to the river? Do you think a little water on your snake skins is going to make you any different? Whoo, this John the Baptist. He was a bad boy. He was a bad boy. And he said, you think it's going to make you any different? He said, if it's your life that must change, not your skin. Let me say that for the people in the back. It's your life that must change, not your skin. He says, and don't think you can just pull rank by claiming that you're Abraham, Abraham is your father. Being a descendant of Abraham is neither here nor there. Descendants of Abraham are a dime a dozen. John, he was like, no, Mm, no. He said, what counts is your life? Is it green and blossoming? Because if it's dead wood, it goes on the fire. If you're not kingdom and you're just a Christian because now Christianity is a growing thing that's just popular, you're always gonna be crying, woe is me. It's always gonna be like, God doesn't come through for me, or God doesn't do this for me, or God doesn't do this. You became a Christian for a get rich quick or a get fixed quick, but this is not the world that we live in. Christianity is not a get fixed quick. It's a marathon. They that wait on the Lord. 
People don't like waiting. Our world is so fast now. The microwave not moving fast enough in 60 seconds. You stand in the microwave like, oh my gosh, I'm starving. Hurry up. And don't let it be all the way not hot. You stick your finger in the macaroni and it's still cold. You're like, oh my God, I gotta do another 30 seconds. I don't got time for this. You want it when you want it, and then when you want it, you don't want it. <laughs> Everything is fast, social media. Oh my gosh, it's not posting fast enough. It's taking 10 seconds. You just took the picture. As soon as you post it, you're refreshing. It's coming. It's about knowing who you are and whose you are. Here it is, my closing. This is when the kingdom is being released on us. Matthew chapter three, verse 11 through 12. He says, I'm baptizing you here in the river. Turning your old life in for a kingdom life. Listen to this. He's baptizing you and he's turning your old life in for kingdom life. He says the real action comes next. The main character in this drama compared to him, this is John talking, I'm a mere stagehand. This is what Jesus is wanting to do with the lives of every person who says yes to him. He says, I will ignite the kingdom life within you, a fire within you, a fire within you. The Holy Spirit within you, changing you from the inside out. Here it is. He's going to clean house. Woo, Jesus. He's going to make a clean sweep of your whole life. He'll place everything in true and its proper place before God. Every false thing he'll put out with the trash to be burned. Today, I just simply came to you with your messages to know who you are and know where you came from and know whose you are and the way that he wants to use your life is in ways that you cannot even imagine from the time that you were born to the time of this moment from the time I don't know how old you are from the youngest to the oldest but he has a plan for your life I don't care if you're suffering through identity issues I don't care what you don't like about you he loves everything you don't like about you he loves where you are he loves how you are he how's he loves how you walk he loves how you look he loves your challenges he loves you the way you are but he loves you too much to keep you that way and he wants to do a clean sweep of your life he wants to put everything that's out of order in proper order if something fell off the shelf he wants to put you back on the shelf he wants to put you in right standing he wants you to know that you live on the right side of the cross not the left side of the cross he wants you to know that you're good but you're not good enough and he wants to take that good and make it supernaturally amazing for your life but here's the question are you willing to say Lord whatever you want to do with me I am all not halfway in I'm all the way in you know what all the way in looks like no I don't because if he told us what all the way in looks like we might not do it but I'm committed to saying Lord you know me better than I know me 
and I know you've given me authority to walk on serpents, to cast out devils, to speak life, to speak things to things that are dead and bring things to life, to heal the sick, to lay hands on the sick and they will recover, to change atmospheres, to change temperatures, to change families, to change the culture, to change the climate, to change everything that I don't like and I know it should look like the kingdom of where I'm from. I've been called on this earth to make this earth look like where I am from. Until I leave here, I and my work and your work is not done yet. But are you willing to use the authority and the power that he's given you? He wants to make a clean sweep of your life. Whatever's out of place, he wants to put it in place. But the only way that he can put those things in place if you tell him, he already sees it. He just wants you to say, I need help with this. I want you, I want to be exactly what you've called me to be. And I'm asking you, will you give him permission? Will you give him permission to make you a kingdom citizen and to make you an ambassador? But to go through that, you have to go through a process of being made fresh, made new. Close your eyes all over the center, online if you're online. Just want to pray a prayer over you. Father, I thank you for these amazing people. I pray that this word came to challenge, to ignite, to equip, to allow us to look at where we are and look you in the face and say, Lord, I, I know some things and I need to do business with you. And I pray, Lord, that today you do what you said in Matthew, that you ignite us and do a clean sweep and put the Holy Spirit within us. And whoever is not in the right place, in the right standing with the Lord, I declare, Father, we just declare that, that they will be saved today. That they will come to know you. That God is not mad at you, but he is mad about you. And he has a plan for your life. And he has a calling in your life and bigger than where you are. And don't let where you are define you. Don't let where you are discourage you because his plan, he sees you greater in the end. And we give this meeting to you in Jesus' name. Let everyone say amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. Amen. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.